Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe, Joe McGranahan. <laughs> you okay, buddy? Welcome on board. Boy, you're animated today. <laughs> no, I'm just familiar with the intro. <laughs> And you are Mark Lawrence. You portray a bad liberal on the radio. Maybe. Badly. I'm Joe McGranahan. I am a conservative who listens to people before I dismiss their ideas right off the top of my head. I might be playing a very good liberal very badly. You never know. Might be the best liberal there ever was, but I just don't do it well. No, no, there's a thought. No, I'll, have to, I'll have to consider that one. Yeah, which is it? Is it is it a good liberal that Mark portrays badly, or is it a bad liberal that Mark portrays exceedingly well? I you think just it's a bad know. liberal that you portray exceedingly well. Okay, yeah. That, well, that would be your... You're very partisan. You love the partisan. I love politics. partisan politics. Yes, it's it's the mother's milk of political it's, thought. Well, you're a Civil War fan, so this is the modern-day Civil War. So you got to keep it going. All right, well, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Joe and I fully agree that On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, so we thank them for their support. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Show your support for their advertising by going to the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, They've been there helping good customers since 1915. Two locations now on 4th Street in Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 in Homeless Wharf. You can find out lots more about them, too, at sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. That's where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles. State inspections. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. they got a body shop, an alignment shop, and a parts department, and a big truck shop, and a little truck shop, and everything in between. They can take good care of you at the quick lane. Uh, you can build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specifications. And the Sunbury Motor Company is also a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks in either garage. If you got a recall on your vehicle, they can take good care of it, and they would just love to take good care of you at the Sunbury Motor Company. They're also looking for some more employees. Maybe you're looking for an entry level or a change uh, in job. And they also got Hyundai Santa Fe. It's almost a minivan size vehicle. And uh, it is a three road row, 200 horsepower, 2.5 liter motorized, 30 mile per gallon, $45,000 larger SUV. There is a hybrid version that saves you even more gas. It's got all the bells and whistle. Forward cross track warning, rear cross track automatic emergency braking, lane keeping, lane departure. It's got a French fry feeder that puts the French fries in your mouth so you don't have to take your eyes off the road (laughs) while you're driving. It's crazy. I want to see this French fry. Oh, you were paying attention. I thought you were were reading something over there. I'm listening very carefully to you. Actually, we have a lot of interesting stories this week. A lot of interesting stories. uh, But we have E.B. who starts off with her anti-Republican screed on Monday. She says, um, what a weekend the Republicans had. On Friday, they elected a Speaker of the House, and it only took them four days and 15 votes to complete this simple task. What phenomenal governing skills. (laughs) Then Republican Congress 
Congressman George Santos, who told massive lies about his background during his campaign, openly flashed the white power symbol while casting his vote for Speaker, so classy and respectful of the House chamber. Then, notoriously anti-gay Republican Matt Schlapp was accused of groping a male campaign staffer in Georgia. That staffer worked for Herschel Walker, the notorious baby killer who paid for several women's abortions. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she captures everything pretty accurately. The notorious baby killer. Now, is, is that what you how you would describe Herschel Walker, a notorious baby killer? No, mm, oh, I don't know Herschel Walker. <laughs> Finally, on I, I Friday, worse description I would suspect that. EB, you know, is in favor of abortions. Does that make her a notorious baby killer? Or does anybody who supports abortion... Does that make them a notorious baby killer? Well, I think Herschel Walker says that he's, he's pro-life, but he's pretty, uh, well, accused anyway, funding okay. a lot of abortions. Well, uh, did anybody prove it? Did anybody have photos of him there with the woman or a copy of his check to the abortion clinic or anything like that? I believe the women. Okay. You, you always do, don't you? Not always. <laughs> okay. Finally, on Friday, the two-year anniversary of Trump-loving domestic terrorists noting the rioting at the Capitol, a ceremony was held outside the building to honor the brave police officers who fought them off. All the Democrats were there. Out of 222 Republicans, only one bothered to come. Gee, I was told Republicans have respect for cops and will always back the blue. I guess they're still angry about their insurrection failing, or maybe they're just secretly, just secretly hate police. It boggles my mind that any decent person could still be a member of the Republican Party. Signed, EBPS. Here's a picture of Santos, in case you haven't seen it. And it's the OK sign. When does that become a white power symbol? Why is the flashing oh, the OK sign ago, a white? Yeah, yeah we why talked about this. I know, but why is it a white supremacy symbol? How did it start? Just because a white suprem- if a white supremacist... Uh, kiss the American flag. Would kissing the American flag become a symbol of white supremacy? <laughs> uh, I'm just curious. Yeah, what, what makes something a symbol of white supremacy? All right, I'll look it up. Why is the OK? This is when you make like A-OK sign. Oh, we can't, yeah, we can't the, I can't here. even do it. It's something like this. Oh, just like this. OK. And she sent a picture of him doing it. But couldn't it just be saying, okay, I'm voting for him? And it doesn't say what ballot it was. Maybe it was the last vote and he knew he was going to win or that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or maybe the it's funny because accused. he doesn't It doesn't say he's a white supremacist. He says everything else about his background. Yeah, but, well, he but, hasn't but, lied about that yet, has he? <laughs> so, so maybe he is. Who knows? I don't know. But, I mean, let the face it, the guy's got some serious issues and he may well have flashed the white. Well, why didn't they, why did they swear him in? Why don't they not do that? Because he was elected by the people of his district, and there's no provision for them not to seat him. They have no because he recourse lied. at all well, whatsoever. Well, hey, if you're going to throw out liars, let's start with Joe Biden. We had <laughs> yeah, Donald that's Trump. true. Excellent point. <laughs> if lying is a is a reason to get thrown out of the beltway, let's throw them all holy out. Smoke, the, the town would be vacant. There'd be like one janitor we're left. We're not going to have a. We're not going to have a government if that's going to be the criteria. Although I would say this, that they're, that uh, deliberately lying to enhance your resume to make you more electable is absolutely the way it's done in Washington. So George Santos, a white supremacist. Isn't that funny? We, we don't know anything about that other than this new symbol, right? The uh, OK symbol, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he's, it's hard to say who he really is since we, <laughs> everything he made up on his uh, website and his resume. 
Maybe yeah, that's it's, interesting. Uh, well, he claimed oh, it says, white supremacists started using the OK symbol in 2017. The gesture was officially added to the Anti-Defamation League's database of symbols used by hate groups in 2019. The three fingers in a circle made by the pointer and thumb represented the W and P, respectively, for white power. W and P? How do you get W and P out of a circle and three fingers? Uh, I mean, the three fingers could be a W. Three, yeah, definitely. And the, well, the P is the... the but this s- is a no, not a P. Well, yeah, but the rest of your hand can make it a P. Oh, okay. The gesture gained Boy, noted... Isn't this isn't this really definitive proof that this is a white supremacy symbol? The gesture... Well, this is this is from the conservative-leaning New York Post, so the, the, if there's any bias here, it's in your favor. Well, no, it says that they... that the uh, Who was it? De- Defamation League? Anti-Defamation League declared it a hate symbol? Or yep. the Southern Poverty Law Center? Somebody yep. like that. Yep. The gesture gained notability as a hate symbol after New Zealand white supremacy mass shooter Brenton Tarrant flashed the symbol in court. Because of its past meeting, many caught the gesture to rely on plausible deniability to escape condemnation. Okay, so yeah, they, they just tell people later if they don't want to argue about it that it's an okay symbol and not the white supremacist symbol. Okay? Well, anyway, whatever. But he's clearly doing it, and it's obvi- it's not unintentional. It's not like he's waving his hands in for one split second. He stayed there. He held it there for a while and kept it there in that motion, as though as though it wouldn't become the most talked about thing in history, you know. But anyway. Well, I mean, take the word gay. It used to be if you said, I'm gay, well, it meant you were different. happy and that everything was going well with you and that you were actually possibly euphoric about something. <laughs> Today it means something entirely different. Joe's been happy and gay most of his life. What was that Christmas carol, Don? We now are gay apparel. It has another meaning entirely today. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Okay. <laughs> yeah, where, where do you start? Oh, you flashed it. You Can flashed I flash it. a symbol? Oh, my. Such 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 low, low-hanging low fruit. I mean, these people are, are pathetic. I mean, the OK sign. How long has the OK sign been used around the world? A lot of times. Well, I'd say it's been... Did you see the Century? picture of him Decades? using it, though? I don't know. Did you see the picture? And the video shows him holding yeah, so it. so what? So, okay. Well, if you, didn't, well, I if mean, you don't it, believe it, you it don't believe it. It does look like he's deliberately his intent was is not clear. <laughs> it's not because everything's okay. Well, maybe it is. Maybe he was saying it's okay. We're, no, uh, we're going to elect the speaker. Not that. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> see? Nobody knows, but we're going to assign something nefarious to it. Okay. That's where we're going to go with it. Whatever. Now, the Democrats are pathetic, in my opinion. But anyways, here we go. So Mr. Biden goes to the, to the border. Was it Saturday or yesterday? I'm not sure. Mm, I think it was but whenever he went. Okay. On Instagram, they have a this short video clip of him walking in front of the wall in San Antonio. Gee, and there's nobody, nothing crossing there because there's a wall there. Can you imagine that? Can you, can you imagine? Nobody's crossing the border there because there's a wall to stop them. And everything, he's using all the tools at his ability. Something like that in the caption under. He's using all the tools available to him to stop and stem the flow of illegals. Really? Well, that's in his view. <laughs> But I think Governor I think Governor Abbott's letter was was something he should have read, even though he denies he read it. I think Governor Abbott was tough but fair in what he wrote. Yeah, I seen I seen a little excerpts. I didn't read the whole letter. I didn't look it up. But uh, yeah, I heard that he was pretty scathing. Uh, you know, basically he said, "Biden, it's your fault that we're having a problem. We're having. You're not defending the country and blah blah. You know, 
And he's not. He's allowing this to happen on purpose for whatever reasons it, it is. And, and nobody can read his mind. And, that God, that would be a scary thing if you could, I'm assuming, if you could read Biden's mind. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just he's not doing his job. They're not preventing all this that's going on down there. And in Arizona, they're forcing the state to remove the barrier that they put up. So what is he doing that is pre- helping to stop this flow of illegals? Uh, let me think about that. <laughs> well, they're, they've beefed up that one policy where they turn more people away. So that's, I think that was one of the highlights of some of the things. I mean, he did take some cursory actions, but, you know, he could do more. And the other thing is he could work with Congress to get her done, as they say, to yep. get in there and get some well, things done. Well, I mean, this is, is a decades-long uh, issue. Uh, oh, and what exactly is the issue, okay? We have laws, immigration laws. If you want to come to this country legally, we have a process. Now, if you don't like the process, maybe that can be changed, okay? But we have laws that say you cannot cross the board. And the asylum claim, those people are being coached up on that by non-governmental organizations to gain access to this country. And that's wrong. If the people can't follow the laws, they have no business being here. As I've said in the past, follow the laws, you'll be met at the border with open arms saying, welcome to America. Plain and simple. I think one of uh, President Biden's proposals now is that he's going to allow up to 30,000 immigrants a month to come into the country in some form of revised legal process, but at the same time deporting an equal number who have come here illegally. Now, I, I can see him doing the one, but I don't see him doing the other. Well, and besides, it's still, I mean, okay, so 30,000, wow, that's wonderful. That's not going to cut into the 2 million that came here well, 30, so a far. 5 million, Mark. You know, I mean, so far this year, 5 million, two years. Oh, okay, all right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it makes no sense. So, we have laws. Congress makes the laws. The president is supposed to have his agencies enforce the laws. He's failing miserably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true enough. You know, it's that simple. And now he's going to Mexico, or he's in Mexico City now, I guess, talking with uh, the Mexican president, which I don't know, and Trudeau. What's he going to sell us out on down there behind closed doors? That is President Obrador of Mexico. More money. Okay. More money. Yeah, what? More money from us to them? Well, why not? Canada doesn't need our money, but to Mexico? Is that what you're thinking, Mark? I'm not thinking. <laughs> Mexico would always be happy to take the gringos pesos. There you go. Yeah, but we know he's going to sell us out because he does it every time he goes somewhere. He promises billions upon billions of dollars to these uh, project, little pet projects, whether it's climate or whatever. Right. He promises his well, money, the taxpayers' if he money. Gave, if he gave and money, we don't have the money. If he gave money to Mexico to help close their southern border and to help control the northern border, I would not have a problem with that. But I don't think that's what he's going to do. <laughs> until, until the cartels are eliminated in Mexico, it's never going to happen because they're making way too much money on trafficking humans and drugs across our southern border. Well, and now they're having riots down there because they arrested El Chapo's son, and they released it's him the last right. time they did it. it. So whether they release him this time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they're right, Joe. I think the the cartels are attacking 
well, the, right. the government forces down there. One one of the commentators I saw on TV over the weekend said they were declaring war on the Mexican government, so maybe they are. Pretty much. I mean, they got the heavy weapons to do it. And that's the other thing, you know, our fine politicians on the left side say that, oh, because of lax gun controls in America, the, the, the cartels are getting weapons from America. I'm sorry, I can't go into any gun store and buy a, a 50 cal machine gun or, or an RPG or whatever else heavy armament they have down there. I can't. I, I, I might like to because of the crap that's going on because they <laughs> are the, the cartels All right, have some operational up. control on southern towns, small towns in our southern sections of this All country. Right, we, we have to cut you off. Because you're making All sense. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're out of time. Not according yeah, to DB. All right, have a good day. Stand by, Mike. we got to hit the button. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Out of auto repair. And we are back. And of course, Steve, if you're going to talk about football today, you could talk about the amazing record amassed by Coach Mike Tomlin. 15 years without a losing season. Wow, fabulous. Steelers didn't make the playoffs, but they kept the streak alive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I would rather the streak go down and they make the playoffs. Wouldn't that be more. No, I don't think you make the playoffs with a losing season. Okay. Not yet. It hasn't gotten that bad yet in the NFL. It has happened. <laughs> has division it? winners have had losing records. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year were 8-9, and nine and they won their division. Did they really? My yeah. gosh. Well, all right. Wow. They'll Pathetic. be an early elimination. Pathetic <laughs> Tom division. Tom Brady's their quarterback, so who knows? Yeah, well. He can pull it off. He's past his sell-by date, I'm afraid. The Eagles, <laughs> Eagles, I'm in complete agreement, yes. Eagles are Super Bowl quality. If they oh, yeah, Eagles oh, have yeah. the number one seed in the NFC. Okay. Yeah, they're going to be the champs this year, no denying them. Okay, super-duper. All right, thank you so much, Rob. We'll chit-chat about... If I can't have my Steelers, I want the Eagles to win. All right, we're cutting oh, into you. Mike's time here. All right, Mike, you're on the mark. Hey, uh, just want to talk about a couple of events in the news. Now, obviously, DeMar Hamlin is in the news, has been you know solidly in the news for a week. In my background, I had four concussions, and that was before I think they were called concussions. It was called getting your bell rung. <laughs> and then the last, well, the next to last one I had, I thought I was out of the game for one play because you know due to an injury you had to come out. But about 30 years later, when concussions were back in, you know, that were out in the open, I watched the tape, and I was out for almost half of a quarter. But if I would have had to go and swear before the courts, I would have told them I was out for one play. Okay, that's how bad <laughs> these concussions are. So I know a little bit about football, a little bit about injuries, and I was watching the uh, play when DeBar Hamlin went down, and I didn't think it looked particularly violent, okay? And he jumped up in a normal fashion, 
and he I think he you know pumped his fist or something like that you know that you would do that these football players that are jacked on adrenaline do and so I was surprised when he went down but more surprised than that was the way the media covered it I you know I went in immediately then that that night and I watched CNN and MSNBC and they had a series of experts that were saying that there's no way they, or no, let me put it this way. They, you know, they said what it was. You know, some of them said, you know, we're pretty sure this is what it was. And they're talking about that condition where you get hit in the heart, you know, either by a baseball or a, I guess that's, what is that game, squash? I think they throw those balls around pretty hard. And there's been instances where, where that has happened. But in those cases, it's, it's a violent hit with a very small object in a concentrated place. And the people that get hit are usually in extreme pain where DeMar Hamlin didn't appear to be in that, ha- in that type of pain. So I, my, my point is this. There is no way that these people could go on the air if they were doctors and say it definitely wasn't the vaccine-induced uh, damage that caused this event. So I, I just I can't see where media has any credibility, especially the media on the left, where I witnessed this stuff. So I just want to say, I don't really trust pretty much anything I see on the media. And DeMar Hamlin's event really brings home personally to me that when it comes to health, the left really can't be trusted. Okay, that's the one thing. And then the other thing is what's going on in California with the uh, rain. Well, you know. Well, before you before you leave that topic, there yesterday, of course, the Packers in their fourth quarter, one of their star players, Quay Walker, um, was trying. Uh, a uh, somebody had gone down, and the uh, one of the trainers was attempting to get to the person, and he moved Quay Walker aside or just touched him, and Quay Walker shoved him, and he was ejected from the game for the second time this year, not for the, that same offense. But you know, you would think that people would realize that these folks are there to help them, not to be a hindrance to them and that they would have some respect for them, particularly after what happened uh, with uh, the Buffalo Bills player. Oh, I yeah, I saw that. I witnessed it. And again, I have, you know, mixed feelings on the event. I, and I, I'm not, I mean, as far as that player's concerned, to be ejected twice from a game, is, is, that tells me something, you know, about his background, his character, and what have you. But, but I look at it this way. This game was very important to the Pack. Was it the Packers game, right? It was the Packers game, and this yeah. penalty gave the uh, gave the, uh, the Lions a first down inside the 10-yard the line, and then they went right. on to score and win the game. So he did his team a real favor. What a stand-up guy. If I were the coach of that team, he would not be back next year. It, well, I don't ex- my That was my thought exactly. I don't expect him to be back there. And, again... Have you ever played football, Joe? In junior high school, briefly. <laughs> it's not quite as violent at that level. Okay? No. <laughs> and, you know, they That's say why I stopped. War. <laughs> it, it's war. Everything was on the line. I'm not making excuses for a guy, but I'm, I'm putting myself in his position. Everything was in on the line for the Packers. Things weren't going well for them, and somebody pushes him. Okay? Now, that person's not normally on the field, and that person's not normally... Uh, used to getting pushed by you know somebody not dressed like that. So, I, hey, inexplicable things happen. That was stupid. It was wrong. It hurt the Packers. And like you said, I don't expect them to be back on that team next year. So, and the Packers are going to are in the playoffs. So they got bonked out. Yeah, I think they no, they're out. They're out. They're okay. Out. Yep. Well, they deserve it. Thanks to him. If you're going to, in part, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 
Yeah, oh yeah, de- definitely thanks to him. Yeah, I mean, you can't predict how that game would have turned out based on that one particular event. But uh, D- Detroit was ready to play football. The quarterback for uh, Detroit that did take his previous team to a Super Bowl, he played you know relatively well. And they have a tremendous defense. They've had years and years of bad records, so they got a lot of good draft picks. So I think if you're living in Detroit, you're pretty hopeful about next year. Yeah. Okay. So as far as California is concerned, uh, about two weeks ago when the pattern started to shift, I informed one of my uh, very good leftist friends that, you know, we're about to see a lot of news in California, and it's, it's going exactly the way the script that I, I predicted to him was that, you know, we're going to be, uh, you know, having this event where the, all this moisture comes in, they're going to call it an atmospheric bomb, and pretty soon it's going to be called an extreme weather event, and probably even get into a climate-induced emergency, you know, before it's all over and said. But if you look back in history, while California was in drought, Australia was getting all the rain, okay? In fact, they were getting so much rain in Cal- or Australia that their government was on the verge, and they may have even done it, of deciding to evacuate areas and abandon them for good, because in their mind, that water was never going to go down, okay? It's probably going down now, because all the water is is going to California. So it's basically a cyclical thing that's occurred over history, but now because the mainstream media wants to push climate change, and that's really the agenda to get into this green environment, you know, shut down fossil fuels and all that stuff, all the attention that's happening in California, even though it's basically a normal cyclical thing that you see time and time again, it's all going to be blamed on climate. And then finally, this two things quick. We have a southern invasion. It's coordinated. It's being facilitated by I don't know who, but it's well-organized, well-coordinated, facilitated, and it's taking place. Okay. All right, we got you, Mike. Thank you. Good good diatribes all. Much appreciated. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Sunbury Motor Company, our sponsor. Uh, We would love to chit-chat with you during the 9 a.m. hour. we got open phones. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is now 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good morning to you from WKOK. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Hey, man. I'm right here. Welcome aboard. Thank you for coming in. Good conservative, an actual conservative. And uh, I'm Mark Lawrence. I portray a great liberal poorly on the radio. And poor, poor liberal greatly. We Rob, haven't decided. Uh, we really are up in the air It's hard about to say. Rob Sutter is a fabulous producer on the other that side of the glass. Yeah, he could, he could not do better. I just think he Well, every, but there's always room for improvement. I can't imagine what. <laughs> okay. For me, there, there's no room for improvement, right? One of our listeners sent a text that says it was hard for us to hear Rob's good sports comments. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Well, let me repeat them then. The Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, and the Steelers <laughs> are terrible. No, well, he didn't say the Steelers are <laughs> <were> terrible. <laughs> I'm I'm miss uh, miss uh, amplifying what he said. No, you said the Steelers uh, didn't I make the playoffs. I said the Steelers didn't make the playoffs, but they maintained their 15-year record of not having a losing season. Okay. 
<laughs> it's quite a claim to fame. Under coach, do you know the name of Bill the coach? Cowher. Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher. Oh, okay, oh, I'm going back. <laughs> hasn't been there for a while. Yeah, wait. <laughs> there were a couple in between. Um, uh, Mike it's, it's the Tomlin. Guy who replaced Mike Tomlin, Cowher. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I would have gotten it, given us some more uh, time. You, you wouldn't have gotten it. I just it. need more time. <laughs> okay. Look, Bill the, Cowher. The past is perfect and the present is tense, okay? <laughs> Who told you that? I don't remember. Tibbs, the guy oh. in Northumberland, the history guy. All right. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open if you'd like to talk about uh, the same old, boring, stale, ridiculous, partisan baloney that we talk about each oh, day. Oh, brother. 1-800. <laughs> <laughs> That's from an email somebody sent us they don't, they're not happy 1-800-795-9565 if you'd like to talk about a new topic uh, please email that to us or uh, call us you can call 1-800-795-9565 you can email us at on the market and text us at 70236 include the keyword otm uh, some very brief news headlines here the chief deputy in snyder county announced he's running for magistrate in central and western snyder county Lucas Bingaman made the announcement last week. He's a law enforcement individual with experience that he says prepares him for taking the responsibilities of magisterial district judge, has extensive knowledge of criminal and civil law. He says he's been a deputy for 19 years, started the canine program, lifelong resident of Snyder County, very involved in the community. Lucas Bingaman there. Tolls have increased again on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Our correspondent David Payne has that story from our weekend where he talks about the fact uh, that Tolls have been going up very consistently over the years, and this is yet just another increase. As in recent years, it will have the biggest effect on motorists without easy pass. Officials with the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission say the most common toll for cars will increase to $1.80 for easy pass customers and up to $4.40 for toll-by-plate customers. Toll-by-plate is the automated system where a photo is taken of the license plate of a non-easy pass vehicle and an invoice is set to the driver to whom the license is issued. 2023 marks the 15th consecutive year PA Turnpike tolls are going up. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And the uh, Turnpike Commission now enjoying about $13 billion in debt. They owe more than every other government entity in Pennsylvania combined. And uh, each year they lose $104 million in tolls because of this toll by plate cockamamie well, we system. We should make sure we reappoint these guys. Uh, well, that's <laughs> right. We've got to keep the same guys doing the same thing each but year. In all fairness, the state legislature has treated the Turnpike Commission as if it were a cash cow. Okay. And I think they're down to the point now where they're pulling on the teats, but nothing is coming out. And in what way do they draw money from the Turnpike Commission? Well, they have a certain amount that PennDOT has to be given out of oh, okay. tolls and fees. That's right. And there are other things they do. I mean, they support part of the state police. So, I mean, they're, they're just taking money out of there and not letting them do the maintenance and, and you know, use the money for what it was intended, which was improving the Turnpike. All right. And, of course, the last thing Penda wants to do is take over a $13 billion debt. <laughs> Although if anybody can pay down a debt, it's them. They certainly know how to run things in Harrisburg. Uh, let's see. Some other very brief news headlines here. Pennsylvania Capital Star reporting in his first act at the helm. Mark Rosie, Pennsylvania's newly elected independent state house speaker, vowed to halt all other legislative action until a constitutional amendment to provide legal relief for victims of child sexual assault passes both 
chambers in the legislature. Governor Tom Wolf called the state House and Senate to convene in special session today to hold the second constitutionally required vote on the amendment. This sets the stage, though, for a clash with Republican leaders in the House and Senate who say that the survivor's amendment should not be prioritized over other proposed amendments that must also be approved to be considered in the primary election. Leaders in the Republican-controlled Senate say amendment language proposed to provide for voter identification, election audits, and legislative review of regulations is equally important. They say Governor Wolf's call for a special section a week before his term ends is an attempt for him to prioritize one issue while there are equally important issues that deserve the same consideration among voters, says the Senate President Pro Tem Kim Ward of Westmoreland County. So, yeah, they probably don't really even need a special session. They just need to convene to get this work done. Well, if that's what you say. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Finally, uh, one other thing. It was another 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 amazing weekend of tech and innovation at the Consumer Electrics Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Among the cool car concepts is BMW's color-changing electric sedan, which morphs from monochromatic to a rainbow of thirty-two exterior colors. You'll like this, Joe. LG shows off their new wireless 97-inch OLED TV. 97? Yep. Wow. How big is your TV? 55 well, or something? pitifully small, 55. Okay. Well, that's what will fit in my theater. <laughs> okay. If I could have an 85, I'd have an 85. 97, buddy. 97, all right. All right. And, uh, this well, you could buy one of those projectors and get over 100. Oh, right. Yeah, true. You can go go the rest of the way. Uh, you're going to need a bigger room. You're going to have to put an addition on your house. I think so. To uh, handle that. Cut down some I don't trees. think I could get it down the stairs, something that big. You're still paying for that sewer line, though. Jeez. I haven't gotten the bill yet. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Singing Machine Company introduced the world's first integrated carpool karaoke system that links your car speakers to a microphone and offers 100,000 songs that you can sing along with while driving. So you're going to take your hand off the steering wheel to hold a microphone to, so you no, can no, see? No, no, it uses the car's microphone, so uh, you don't have to use your well, who mic. Who hears it, then? Uh, people in your carpool. It's for carpoolers. Well, I mean, you could hear me singing in the car. If you anyway. were in the car, you wouldn't need a microphone. Well, and the other thing is that the, the, whole, the whole concept of karaoke, I've never done it, but I know that they read the lyrics on a screen. Well, you don't want <laughs> the driver of a car reading the lyrics from a screen. No, you don't. What about Rick Mason used to say, give your full attention to driving. Why don't we do that? That's typically what you should be doing if you're behind the wheel of the car, right? All right. You got a lot of stuff yes, to read. Yes, we do. Well, we have uh, we have someone taking us to task. She says the uh, uh, let's see the talk radio show is getting boring. Same old, same old. That man Stan is like listening to a broken record. There is never a mention of when Trump running for president kept saying Mexico was going to pay for the wall. Mark, do you remember when Trump was running for president? He said Mexico was going to pay for the wall. I don't remember that. I do. <laughs> all you, you all fell for I'm just that. Kidding. Talk radio was great in yesteryear. Now it's the same people calling so political it's not worth listening to anymore. Well, you know, you could look at it that way. You could also look at it that the listeners, we let the listeners drive the topic. I've got two items I'd love to discuss here today. But we can't get to them. But we, we're listening to the people who are calling in. What's on their mind? Whether you like it or not, this is what people are concerned about. EB. And then EB says, and she apparently doesn't like Stan either, she what? says, fake news Stan says Democrats are pathetic for making allegations without proof, which I definitely 
definitely was not doing, but making accusations without proof is what he does every time he calls in, i.e., claiming that Paul Pelosi's attack was a Democratic conspiracy. How's the view from your glass house, fake news, Stan? I did notice that, that uh, Stan said, huh, they don't know. <laughs> That's his favorite phrase. All right. Well, you... and just putting it out there. Okay. Um, here you go. All right. And then Doug says, we hear Mark snicker at anyone who mentions <sighs> that the vaccines may have something to do with injuries or death. Would you stop and please snicker for a moment? I just did. Okay. Well, I, that was more of a sigh of exasperation, I thought. Oh. Yet, <laughs> there, there's a snicker. <laughs> Yet in the height of the pandemic, you were perfectly fine with blaming COVID for any death that may have occurred. To believe that this vaccine is perfectly safe is just foolish. Yes, many people who took it may not have any problems, but to ignore the fact that many have also been injured and died because of that clot shot is because you have brought us into the narrative no, that those are bought into the narrative that those of us who didn't get it are science deniers, and those who did get the vaccine are smart, responsible, and care about others. I know I write in quite often about this topic, but that's because I can't be silent about the largest crime to humanity we have ever seen. Wow, right, there's yeah. an indictment. Thank you for that. Much appreciated. Uh, I'll stop snickering. I think that would be splendid. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a good okay. idea. I do, but uh, I'll stop. It's disrespectful. <laughs> no, <I> just <laughs> now listen to you. All right, one I more. One more. And saying then we you go to the snicker. All right, wasn't uh, want to really put GT on the spot? Ask him why he doesn't support or even acknowledge the staff of the Federal Bureau of Prisons. I started at USP in Lewisburg in 1996 and grew up in Watsontown. I moved to FCI McKean in 1998 in McKean County, and he was the representative for the area. Anytime I questioned his office concerning budgeting issues concerning the BOP Bureau of Prisons, I guess that is, he completely ignored answering them. He has so much hate against the BOP that he won't even acknowledge that we exist in his district. During Correction Workers Week, he doesn't even acknowledge our existence. Yeah, I've heard that. We've heard that from several correction officers that they're very disappointed that GT took over because Fred Keller embraced the Bureau of Prisons and really got to know issues associated with the union. It's not often you see a Republican embracing a union, but he did, particularly as it related to these individuals that are the prison the people on the front line in the federal system, and they, they miss Fred Keller already. My problem with G.T. Thompson was that he was a violent opponent. Well, I won't say violent, but a strong op- opponent of the Susquehanna Valley Thruway project mm. when it came to getting a few miles uh, from his district in a project that would never be built so that we could get funding for the Susquehanna Valley Thruway. <laughs> I wonder if he's watching the videos of the fellow who flies over. I don't know, but I think it's <laughs> ironic now that he represents the area where he so, you know, just mm-hmm. absolutely was infuriated with Congressman Carney at the time because Carney got us some miles on the Appalachian Highway Development System. All right, Jim, you're on the mark. Last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, first thing, uh, I, you're, you're um, snickering is your opinion, and you're entitled to that. I, I um, <laughs> don't agree with you, but I, I think you have every right to do that. And, well, uh, I think I have better ways to respond to important topics in the emails other than just laughing at them. So, moving on. Well, anyway, I was just curious, not living in the area, um, was there any memorial or any um, commemoration of uh, Dutch uh, Theodore Dutchman Kirk, the B-29 bombardier who dropped the uh, 
the bomb on Hiroshima the Navi- in, well, there, in Northumberland? There was a lot. When his funeral came, A uh, one of the old Air Force planes, I think a B-25 or whatever it was, that was a uh, flying fortress, yeah. a flying fortress, yeah. flew over, yeah, landed here at the uh, Sunbury Airport and was in, f- flew over his, overflew his funeral. Yeah, so he's there, been brought up and talked about. But is there about a, uh, any marker or anything? Or, well, yeah, at the I cemetery. Mean, well, yeah, there's a marker there, right. plus they're in, in, inside the historic museum in Northumberland in the Borough Hall. I believe he has a whole case. <laughs> oh, good. I mean, there's a lot of good, good people from Norrie, so to have one case just for you. And well, his book uh, is there. You and know, so he on. did his job. You know, he didn't. He didn't volunteer for this. He was picked. You know, and and uh, it's a shame that uh, uh, General Frank Savage or uh, Tibbets, the pilot of the Enola Gay, were not alive today because. They were experts at turning things around. They could take on the turnpike and make it a money maker. <laughs> or, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame that the turnpike is what it is. I avoid it like the plague. Um, it's just, hmm. I, I think there should be no speed limit on that. If you're paying to be on it, you should be able to go as fast as you want, personally. But that's just my opinion. But uh, you guys have a good day. And, uh, no, just out of curiosity, you said mentioned Frank yeah. Savage. Wasn't he a fictional general in 12 o'clock high? No, he was an actual general. Oh, okay. He uh, was an actual general. I know Paul no, Tibbetts uh, was. I just there's, a book, there's a book called The Three Musketeers, which uh, um, uh, is about uh, the three uh, Van Kirk, Farabee, uh, and, and Tibbetts. And it's a, a well-done book. And there's a, a good history of, of Dutch and, and the rest of them. But, uh, no, uh, Savage picked Tibbetts uh, to take over a B-17 squadron that was underperforming, and he made it work, And as, as did Savage, uh, with a wing. Um, so, uh, no, that he actually was a real person. Yeah, I Frank see that, uh, but I thought, uh, you know, he was also the name of the... That was also the name of the general Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was the high. name, but... So, uh, well, the guy who who uh, wrote the book served. Oh, did he? Okay. He was an actual B seventeen guy. Oh, all right. So it wasn't it wasn't uh, just you know he didn't pull this out of his behind. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, that's but, good. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> no good. No congressman. Yeah, have a good day, guys. Thank, right, thank you. Yeah. Well, they'll never live in. Wa- they'll be able to serve in public office in Washington if you're uh, pulling something out of your. Behind. If you can't. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. He can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Dutch Van Kirk's funeral in Northumberland had a crew from a Japanese TV station there, and uh, that uh, Van Kirk's death was said by the producer of the TV station from 
Japan to be well received in Japan where many Hiroshima survivors uh, didn't hold Enola Gay pilots and navigator and others in very high regard. So how about that? Northumberland on the international map for a short time. Gee, that's sad that they didn't hold him in high regard. Uh, they well, started the war. We finished it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for patience. Please go right ahead. Gracious, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I, I would first of all let me say I, I looked it up and under Rendell we passed Act 44, which required the Turnpike to give 450 million dollars a year to PennDOT to fund public transportation, and that went on until 2022 when the legislature reduced it to 50, 50 million dollars. So the the Turnpike Commission responded to this obligation of giving $450 million to PennDOT to just rack up this massive debt to pay. Now, now they have to raise the charges on the Turnpike to pay off this debt. They're no longer funding public transportation. They're funding this massive debt. We can thank the Democrats for this clever plan to run up this massive debt <laughs> in this agency. But uh, the uh, reason I called was I would like to propose a new moniker for our president. I think we should be calling him Five Buck Joe. And the reason <laughs> I propose that is because when I was at the grocery store on Friday, a dozen eggs, a dozen eggs was $5. Get out of here. I could not. I, mean, I was so shocked. I said something out loud in the aisle and other people went, wow! And we're all looking at this. Five bucks for, for a, a dozen, dozen eggs. eggs. Who would have thought? A loaf of bread. Five dollars this past week in the grocery store. Five bucks. A gallon of milk. Pretty much five bucks. And we'll all recall that gasoline got to, if not crossed over, the $5 line. Uh -oh. So five he has been a master at raising our costs to at least $5. And, of course, this tumbles into everything else. Eggs are in almost every baked good you can name. Mm -hmm. That's going to make all those things cost more money. Now, you know, the food nutrition people are going to say, well, you shouldn't be eating those cookies and cakes anyway. We always talk about how President Biden has done a poor job at uh, controlling inflation and um, the border and, uh, well, probably a lot of other things. And what, how has he mishandled this avian flu outbreak? The U.S. government had some actions, mostly states, but if President Biden had really been on top of this, what could he have done? Well, I have no idea, Mark, but here's what I do know. When things go well, the presidents all take credit. When there was a big job increase this past weekend, subsequent weekends, whenever that comes out and things are better, who's the first person got beaten on his chest saying, praise me for this, praise me for this? So I believe that if you are going to take credit for when those things all turn in a happy sense, then you have to take responsibility. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's and not the political I, I don't syndrome. That the cost of these grocery items is just be, it's inflation. And who can be held accountable for inflation? Congress and the president for dumping trillions. We're talking trillions of dollars into the economy. I mean, unnecessarily. There are jobs out there. I. This, I didn't listen Friday, but every Friday now for quite some time, they come on and say, we've got all these jobs and nobody wants these jobs. Why do people take the jobs? Because they want to eat and they have to pay $5 for eggs and bread and milk. 
why so why do we support people so that in financially as in the taxpayers so they don't have to eat why would we do that that makes no sense then then the cost falls back against an ever shrinking number of people who are actually working and paying taxes yeah well shame on them they they're going to have to learn how to take the public dole <laughs> That's a terrible thought. You know, whatever happened to the dignity, the self-respect, the joy of making your own money, of earning that money and then using that money to improve yourself and your family? I think it's been outweighed by the joy of having somebody give you something for nothing. Or borrowing. <laughs> or borrowing. You know, my granddaughter, was. she's in college right now, and she was all thrilled because her debt was going to be forgiven. I told her that, in my perspective, what went on there was a cruel hoax on all those people. All that noise about how we're going to relieve your debt, we're going to relieve your debt. And now, after the election, not a whisper. Well, that's not because the Supreme whisper. Court's got a weigh in on it, and it's illegal. So, And Joe Biden knew it was illegal when he did it. But they just manipulated a whole generation of people with a false promise. Oh, is that a familiar refrain? But they, <laughs> they got their votes, and that's what they wanted. So now exactly. they got their votes. They don't need them anymore. Right, right. It's, I think that's really what's become of our government at this point. They just make all these false promises to people so that they retain power and then turn around and invest our money in ridiculous things. I mean, it's just become, it's just become an obscene process. I, I took heart, actually. I know there are lots of people who wanted to criticize. I took heart in what went on last week because now, finally, there was an honesty about what goes on. You probably didn't know that what went on was behind closed doors. The very same kind of negotiations go on to get uh, tax dollars or power in Congress. It's the very same thing. The only difference is we watched it. We saw it actually happening. And I rejoice that there are some people who have actually attained a point at which they can say, heck no. See, you don't have to beat me out. <laughs> no, we're not doing this anymore. I rejoice that each each bill for spending, each appropriations bill will come up separately. I rejoice that that's going to happen. Why not have a vote about a balanced budget? Why not have the vote? If it fails, at least you got the vote. Yep, no argument. Right? Yep. I, I, I am very disturbed looking at the state that only one amendment is being pressed forward instead of all of them because we the people deserve the opportunity to say yes we want voter id no we don't yes we want a constitutional amendment that says uh that the elections will be audited no we don't why do they fear giving people the opportunity to weigh in on those specific issues i'll tell you why because they know they'll go the way the people want them and these Folks that hold power don't want that. Well, they think the voters are stupid. No, no. They, they know how smart we are. The problem is they're the stupid ones. They, they want to control the power so much that they won't even allow us to have a say. You know, it's, it's sinful what's become of uh, the process of government today. It's really, and then they go down there and have this big hearing for two years. Oh, the threat to democracy. They don't believe in democracy. There's nothing democratic about what's going on down there. Nothing. I, Not call, it, I call it the Marie Antoinette syndrome. Let them eat cake. <laughs> it's just 
Well, I don't get any cake. We can afford cake. It's got (laughs) flour. Yeah, we don't get any cake. Well, yeah, not with the price of eggs. You're not going to get cake. Uh. (laughs) I mean, five dollars for a dozen eggs. That's just an outrage. Five dollars, Joe. Just an outrage. I wish I knew a local farmer who sold eggs at a stand. I'd go there if I'm going to pay five bucks. I'd pay it right into the farmer's hand instead of paying it to the grocery store. Have to get anyway, thank in the you CSA. for permitting me to vent. Five buck Joe, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's five buck Joe. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for calling in. Bye. 1-800-795-9565. I was paranoid. I thought you were talking about me at first. <laughs> $5, Joe. <laughs> Joe will never part with any $5 in his wallet. You're doing without eggs these days, I, I assume. I would need an egg if you paid me. <laughs> right. Actually, I just bought a rather expensive omelet on Saturday. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, $16 omelet, two yeah, eggs. amen. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Call us now. We are complaining about uh, Joe McGranahan. No, and, Joe Biden. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought maybe we'd realize. But you're welcome to complain about me, too, if you wish. Yeah, everybody else does. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We got a slew of texts that were sent to 70236, including the keyword OTM. And we have one email pending. I guess we can read that before we take the break. Then we'll have no emails. So on the mark at WKOK.com. Go ahead, Joe. All right, Tom says, I agree with Mike on the media. Don't believe any of it, especially the On the Mark show. In particular, Mike, Stan, Dan, Joe, Joseph, and Al. Says Tom. Says Tom. Who also can't be believed. (laughs) All right. No, just kidding. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. LibertyMutual.com. Who thought it was a good idea to put New Year's resolutions smack dab in the middle of winter? Huh? All of a sudden, the clock strikes 12 and we're supposed to exercise more and eat better. Guess it's a good thing we got this epic stuffed crust from Papa John's desk. With all that hot, melty cheese, we'll definitely be doing more stretching. Yeah. And if it's better ingredients, better pizza, that obviously counts as eating better, right? Hey, wait a minute. This New Year's resolution thing is actually pretty easy. Thanks, Papa John's. Call Papa John's in Sealands Grove at 570-743-7474. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, upper right-hand corner, go right ahead, Okay, uh, let's see. One of our texters says the student loan repayment scam was the uh, was only to buy Democratic votes. Then the rug was pulled out from under them. And then another texter says, yes, egg prices increased 75 cents in one week for store brands. Disgusting. Uh, but, you know, you buy different sizes of eggs. Uh, there's extra large, large. Okay. Uh, is the price, <laughs> I don't know whether the price goes up. A dozen eggs is just a dozen eggs, or whether, you know, the bigger they are inside, they're all the same size outside. So, how, what makes them? What makes one bigger than the other? In any event, I don't know. If and my then, lovely bride is listening. She'll tell you. Biden can't control inflation when he signs omnibus spending bills, sending trillions we don't have, printing money, diluting the money supply, and raising f- inflation. I guess that would be the word they were looking for there. And then, hey, E.B., tell us what exactly did happen at Paul Pelosi's house. Oh, that's right, you can't, just as I can't, because the facts are silenced by the courts. 
And yes, I remember when Trump said Mexico was going to pay for the wall, and I understood it as hyperbole and didn't take it literally. Congress could have oh. made it happen. Well, he wasn't. It wasn't hyperbole. It was the central tenant of every speech. Well, yes, he said it quite right. frankly. It was, but I, obviously, but I think he did he not cut aid to Mexico? Well, he worked a deal out with I think I forget who the president was. I don't think it was Obrador at the time, but he did put pressure on them. He did give them both the carrot and the stick, and they closed their southern border for a while. Right. And they made people stay in Mexico who wanted asylum. So well, he was dedicated to making progress in that area, so he gave it his and he full did. attention. Well, he did make progress so, in that area. Let's right. give the devil his due. Yeah, well said. <laughs> Not that he's a devil, mind you. That's just <laughs> hyperbole. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, boy. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'd love to hear from you, the topic of your selection. It's an open phone. So Friday, what do you got, Joe? Something with NPR at the time? Yeah, this is very interesting. There was a call. There's a call now to uh, defund the National Public Radio, which, quite frankly, I could get behind. Yeah, I agree. See, we all know that the taxpayer-funded so-called news outlet leans further left than a NASCAR racetrack. Uh, but this week, they ran a slanderous and, frankly, disgusting essay by the author of the controversial graphic novel for kids, gender queer that should absolutely end their funding. The essay written by Maya Kobabi is a woe-is-me tale about her book being taken off the shelves of many school libraries, mixed with self-congratulation for her supposed courage. What's not mentioned, either in the essay itself or its brief introduction, that would be why the book has been deemed unsuitable for kids. The answer is the multiple extremely graphic drawings of sex acts, including oral sex that it contains, which are never even mentioned. For any editor published this incredibly misleading sack of lies is outrageous, the essay says that a video of a parent railing against genderqueer at a school board meeting in Fairfax, Virginia, went viral and sparked an immediate series of copycat challenges elsewhere. The obvious and dastardly implication left by omitting the sex drawings here is that this parent and others are simply anti-LGBTQ bigots as opposed to adults legitimately concerned about what amounts to pornography being given to children. Let me say this in no uncertain terms. If an adult showed this book to my 12-year-old without my knowledge, I'd have an enormous problem with that, to say nothing of the problem his mother would have with it. At what age bracket is seeing this, 12 and up? Or? I think it's uh, available in libraries. I don't think there's a, an age restriction on it. Mm, okay. But I mean, it's an interesting point. Uh, you know, should National Public Radio, which gets our money, I mean, that always... Taxpayer funding. That, that's a sliver my, of my their broadcasters, My broadcasters had is I don't think they should be getting federal money or at taxpayers' all. money at all. Right. Because, let's face it, if you want left-leaning journalism, there's plenty of it available for free. Well, and I, mean, I, we shouldn't th- be paying I think NPR does some good. You know, they support the arts and they support history and they do a wide range of good things. There's no argument there. But they also are competing against commercial broadcasters. So I don't have any trouble with NPR getting taxpayer funding as long as we get some, too, or some kind of a but tax we, break. we don't. No, we do not. <laughs> no, just the opposite in Pennsylvania. We wind up having to pay through the teeth we for the privilege of being of on taxes. the air. Right. Years ago, I mean, a license fee was like 300 bucks. Now it's some huge percentage. Uh, that I, I haven't been involved in paying mm-hmm. it for 13 years since I retired, but I remember that it's a percentage of a bunch of other stuff, and it's not cheap anymore. Now, it creates a, you know, I, again, I think if you 
want to support the arts and uh, history and uh, documentaries and uh, gender queer books, uh, go ahead and look at that and see you know whether you, you think that's appropriate or not. But to use taxpayer dollars to offset the expenses at WVIA-FM directly competes against our FM. And it's, it's if we should get a tax break as well. Well, we provide news. We right. provide we public do, We affairs. do a lot of good around here. Yeah. Not, not by accident. A, nobody gives us a dime that we don't go out and hustle for. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it, it's sad that, that they, they set this up. I mean, I, I think National Public Radio could, could have a definite place in our society that would merit its funding by the taxpayers. But instead, they've abdicated that and gone into this gender, um, gender equity stuff and uh, wokeness instead of really focusing on what would make them a viable part of uh, the broadcast spectrum. One of our good listeners uh, says uh, WKOK pays about $10,000 a year for FCC yeah, that's fees. That's what I thought it was. It's, I knew it was outrageous. It, it was 300 bucks. And what do you ago. get for it? You get regulated by the Federal Communications oh, you Commission. Pay for regulation. Yeah, well, literally, we pay for our own regulation. In mm-hmm. other words, we, we support the Federal Communications Commission, who in turn tells us what we can and can't do in rather nebulous terms sometimes. You know, it's uh, it's an unfair system, I think, all the way around. Well, the FCC won't be happy till every radio station's out of business. And what maybe what people don't realize is that you have to justify your existence every three years. They used to do uh, what, what was called promise versus performance. In mm-hmm. other words, you had to promise the FCC what you would do in terms of how much... If you got a license. Right, if you got a license. How much, of the, how much public affairs you would do, you have to justify that. Now, quarterly, you have to put your problems programs list in the public file. Just filed one myself <laughs> a couple yeah, weeks ago. One. And of course it's available to the public to come in and inspect. And now during my it's uh, all online. Thirty now. years or so here, you know how many people came in to inspect the public file? Zero. No? About one, and I paid him to do it to make sure we were doing the right thing. That was a, a self-inspection program run by the Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters. All that's online now, right? And how many how many hits does it get? <laughs> I have no idea. We could ask Kevin that. He makes it appear online. I still produce the reports for WKOK, and the uh, uh, I'm, I'm part of producing some of the information that's on 94KX and Eagle 107 and 100.9 The Valley, because some of our outreach and information is channeled through newscasts in right. terms of covering these issues that we talk about Well, I mean, on those stations. National Public Radio's contribution to this is, you know, certainly... I don't know. I won't say it's significant. I won't say it's insignificant. It's it's on a par with what commercial many commercial broadcasters do. I mean, it used to be you had to have so much public affairs, so much news, so much of everything else. Now you have to justify your existence by showing what issues you actually have tackled and that they are relevant to the community. Mm-hmm. You know, so we do. Every radio station does what is required. If some people say, "Oh, all I want is music," and that's what in their their community that's what they want, and the radio station then can justify it, then fine, they'll get their license. But 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Dan is on the line. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, and thanks for taking my call. You know, uh, not being on cable or satellite TV or anything, I pay a lot of attention to national public radio, public TV, and they have 20 years ago, they, they were a lot more balanced. But right now, 
I, I won't send him a penny anymore. I did send money to him to help him out, but not anymore. They're so far left. It's unbelievable. Yet they still claim to this day that if you want fair news and balanced news, listen to them because they don't have no axe to grind. So this, that's my commentary, axe to grind. But but uh, they claim to be fair and balanced, and they're far from it. I, I don't wa- barely watch any of their news anymore. Used to watch it every evening. Uh, Jim Lear was on. It was a lot more balanced, but it's gone completely woke, sad to say. So they don't get any support from me. And it's almost to the point where I don't even think they should get any support from the taxpayer. It's that woke to the left. Okay. And uh, that's it. You watch. I don't know if you ever pay any attention to it. I used to watch. Uh, they had a lot of good uh, comp programs on there. You know, documentaries and that. And I remember one documentary they had, which was impressive. It was about 20 years ago on Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King. I mean the Martin Luther Reformer. And I could not find one biased thing in there. They just presented the facts. In fact, I recorded it while I bought the uh, the. DVD later, but I have it here. It, it, it was great commentary, and they used to do good things like that. But, but of the last years, they turned so far left, and I noticed it especially after Trump. <laughs> after Trump was in, did they ever turn? They turned on him like you couldn't believe, and they've been going more woke ever since. So that's my commentary on NPR and public TV, public radio. It's a shame. Are you sure they're not? That? Is it is it biased throughout the product, or is it they're covering topics that you disagree with? Things that are on the left. No, they're just left. They're just they're they're just left on almost everything. You won't get a good newscast. They of course they spend minute they spend 10 minutes comment making commentary on the news and have guests on that support their what they believe they don't get anybody that what they would call controversial or conservative they get people that echo it's an echo chamber what they believe they put on to echo more the same. It's not like Fox, where they'll bring on a liberal on their program to have a different for for a different viewpoint or the more liberal viewpoint. Well, they interview but a ton NPR of Republicans. Don't do that. They interview you a know? ton of Republicans on NPR. I mean, occasionally listen to the podcasts, and uh, I, I think the balance is there in terms empirically the number of Republicans they interview versus Democrats. But I don't personally hear the bias, but you do, so I'll certainly trust well, your well, uh, ears. If they bring a Republican on, Mark, 
it'll be a it'll be a, a what what we refer to on this program, and it it explains it is a rhino. They won't bring on a Jim Jordan or, or anybody like that. You know, gotcha. They won't. Yeah, that's where their bias is, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it is bad. What well, does that do? Do the Jim Jordans and Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Matt Gates of the world and uh, all the rest of them? Do they do interviews with NPR? I mean, I know they're on Newsmax and Fox all the time. And I think uh, Matt Gates was just I may, over the weekend. I saw maybe that was on Fox or might have been not Meet the Press, but one of the, one of those weekend shows. So he just did an interview. But do they agree to appear on NPR? I mean, a lot of times they won't because they do sense that they're going to be asked. Tough questions. Uh, I'm not. I can't. An- I don't know that, Mark. I can't answer that part of it. Uh, you know, I know. I know they. Uh, if a conservative, real conservative, comes out with a book, they'll get on the View. But <laughs> it's usually <laughs> a fiasco on there. <laughs> when they get a conservative on. They end up walking off, or somebody ends up walking off the set. It's more for entertainment, I think, than anything. All right, All right and, we got you, uh, sir. But the public, no, you, it, it, it is too bad for it. I well, used to depend on that a lot for news because they did present pretty fair news. It was a little left, but not like they are now. And so people that depend on over the air like I do, it was it did hurt our viewership that we depended on them and it's hard to get over the air news anymore. All right, we got it's you Dan. Thank you so much. And, uh, Thank you, so, sir. Okay, you guys Take have care. a great one. You good too. talking with you. Take care, yep, man. Good to talk to you. Thank yep. you. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We will be right back. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. mm, out of auto repair. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. we got our last caller of the day lined up. Read that email real quick. All right. Uh, one of our emailers says, The price of eggs is up because of the egg flu outbreak, expected to moderate in three months. 60 million chickens died. I'm sure Cindy is right for blaming that outbreak on Biden, or maybe it was caused by the COVID vaccine. Well, I, I think Cindy made it clear that all of this, Biden's not directly responsible for the five bucks. It's just a wonderful coincidence no, that everything keeps Biden's going up to five bucks Biden's on his watch. Mark, you're on the mark. 
Yeah, I'll make this quick. Good morning. Uh, I noticed a change in radio stations around here. Uh, well, just over the past holiday, they planned a lot less uh, uh, Christmas music. And uh, HLM, I don't, out of Bloomsburg, I don't recognize that. They went computerized, and they've gotten rid of some personal people that were working there. Yeah, they're and terrible. you remember WRAK with Ken Sawyer, he used to have a talk show, but he retired, but they never replaced him. Yep, they're terrible. So it's going, it's going computerized the way I uh, see it. Well, you're right. There's a lot of computerization in broadcasting today that didn't exist a few years back, but it enables broadcasters to be much more flexible with their programming. <laughs> oh, yeah, apologist sure yeah, yeah. I did hear that R-A-B-T. George Soros is buying up a lot of the radio stations, especially in the southeast, so you got to keep an eye on him, too. But, no, I miss Ken Sawyer, and I miss the, uh, the Christmas music that used to be played uh, Going into the holidays, right after Thanksgiving, you'd hear a lot of it, and you don't hear it anymore. We're losing our history, Wait. and uh, it's frightening, you know? Mark, have you listened to 100.9 The Valley? They play all Christmas music. No, I haven't, music. no, but that's an FN station, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, well, I, I, I can switch over, but I, I, I'm seeing why isn't it on AM a little bit, you know? Mm. Well, because AM stations don't pay for music licensing fees because nobody wants to listen to music on AM radio. Why kill yourself? All right. Okay. Hey, have a good day. Hey, you too. We'll talk radio another day. Joe and I are both informed on the topic. Yeah. Finally, something, finally something we know, know something, something about. about. Right. <laughs> it only took 40 years. 80, 88 minutes today. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is WKOK Sunbury. Time for the Dan Patrick Show.